Welcome, welcome, welcome to Affirmation Nation with me, Bob Duca. I am so very glad you are here. As you may or may not know, my mission is to empower you by empowering me. By sharing with you the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of my own life, I believe that we will be able to better relate to one another. By sharing with you the tools, techniques, practices, and people I encounter on my spiritual journey, past and present, I offer you the opportunity to learn through me. It is my belief that we are all one people, that our individual struggles are but the struggles of the many with different specifics. Further, it is my mission to move out of the shadow of fear, insecurity, and stagnation and step into the energy of invincibility that is love, abundance, and joy. I vow to foster a practice of radical outjoy and ecstatic honesty. I adhere to the operating principle that as with flatulence, so too with negative thoughts, emotions, and feelings, there is more room on the outside than on the inside. Ah, well, Bob Duca Maniacs, why don't we all take a deep cleansing breath in and a deep cleansing breath out. Okay, I am fully here. I'm very excited to have uh, uh, a friend, and this is one of those rare shows where a uh, friend and expert m- merge. This is somebody from my own life. This is somebody from your lives that you know from the New Age spirituality circles and movement. I am, of course, talking about Sandy. No last name. Sandy, how are you? Bob, it's truly a pleasure to be here with you today. Uh, Sandy, these, this is several dreams coming true. Now, listeners will know Sa- uh, Sandy from uh, his uh, groundbreaking movement, the San Diego Diet, a uh, uh, real attention-getting diet program uh, had to do with uh, eating, of all things. And then, of course, the San Diego Mindset, uh, another uh, – was that controversial, Sandy? Take your time. Sorry, Bob. I'm snacking on a salad. No, we were going to talk about that. <clears throat> uh, we, My we, apologies about that. We should just maybe get right into it. Now, you are, Sandy, you are eating what, in my opinion, could be the largest salad I've ever seen. What I do, Bob, is I make the salad that's in my mind. And once I've completed what is the salad that I've created in my mind, it becomes real and I consume it. You, you, you're speaking, of course, about your, uh, a book you're working on called Imagine Your Way to Health. Exactly. It's not about the food that you put in your system. It's the food that you imagine your system to be. Hmm. Now that is fascinating. And, and I understand you're doing a, a sort of personal practice, which I thank you for, on this very public podcast. You, you say you have a lot of uh, um, shame uh, around eating, and so as an exercise, you're going to eat publicly. And I appreciate that. That's right. That's right, Bob. For years, I felt great shame about eating. Mm-hmm. I suffered from so many diseases based on it. Anxiety. Yep. Depression. Check. Uh, psoriasis. Me too. I suffered from nostril inflammation. Mm-hmm. And, of course, eyebrow ring. Yep. Well, this is just one of the many reasons that, that Sandy and I bond. Um, we, 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 we fight the same fight. We struggle the same struggles. Um, I, I, and I'm not looking for... for uh, consolation here. I would say that you have surpassed me in trying to uh, improve yourself. We met years and years ago um, outside of San Diego in a little town called Julian, which is famous for its apples and their apple pie festival. Oh, Bob, this apple pie competition blew all the other apple pie competitions out of the water. It really, I'll, you know, I mean, I, I, I myself got into some trouble there, which we'll hear about. But as far as apple pie eating contests go, this one is really 
Right. Out of, just right up there. Right up there. Right up there. And we, you know, and I went there, it was in Julian, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, assumed that all of the apples would be Julianed, mm-hmm. like you would do eventually. You, of course. You, w- you would assume that. Well, we were both deep, deep into our sickness. This was close to 20 years ago now. And, um, well. This we- was during the worst of my apple pie addiction. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you have very specific dessert addictions or did at one time. I have walked through a number of different hallways of depression and difficulty. That's right. And none more than my pie addictions. Right. Well, speaking of which, I'll take us back to that fateful day. Uh, we were in adjoining dumpsters eating the refuse from apple pie eating contests uh, um, when I heard a muffled, hey, is there somebody over there? And it turned out to be Sandy. Mm-hmm. That uh, that led to a... a well, well, I've kind of, kind of a. a well, I almost nod your arm right now. That was off, a low point. I, that was a low point. I had apples all over my arm, mm-hmm. and you thought it was a crawler. Well, I was so deep into my sickness that mm-hmm. I looked at you like a cartoon chicken, but mm-hmm. it was an apple pie. Right, right, uh, and and again, no need to forget for, nope. to ask forgiveness. Forgive, right, exactly. Yes, as someone who also has suffered from those kinds of illnesses, I feel like I can bond with you. And eat a salad publicly. I'm no longer hiding my food consumption. I'm eating what I want, where I want, and ever how loud I need to do it. And it's amazing. And I'll point out, I I did not know that they made, A, wooden bowls that big, and B, that, that, I mean, I don't know how you got that bowl through this doorway. I brought it in diagonally. And I think it's a testament to your salad-making skills that none of it spilled out. Um, I cover it with saran wrap. Oh, okay. Well, see, this, again, Bob, you have surpassed me. How are you doing with your sicknesses? <sighs> well, Sandy, um, not great. Not great. I, I continue Brother, to- Brother, you're preaching to the choir. Let me hear it. Well, well, I, I just, first of all, we've talked about this before. I keep shooting all over myself. And as somebody who's been in the program for a long time, I know that I should- not do that. Um, but you use the words, use the phrases. They make you stronger. Yeah. Yes. I. 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 I, sh- I was shooting. I have been shooting all over myself because you know it's the you know it's the winter time and uh, it's yeah. a time of deep reflection, and very often that deep reflection is a bottomless pit that uh, I can never reach. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the same way, kiddo. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, how your success as a speaker, as a seminar leader, mm-hmm. um, how that affected you. Now, sure. did it did it feel like, oh, I'm right at home. This is where I always should have been. Did you ever feel like a fraud? Did you ever feel like, hey, it's not enough. I need more praise. I feel like a fraud every day of my life. Like I'm a fake stamp being sold at a stamp collector's real estate sale. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I'm not a beautiful bird. I can't be spotted, sold, and passed around. So that's why I'm stopped. Not I'm no longer being false about who I am. I'm just me, Bob. I'm Sandy, and that's been hugely helpful for me. That is very hugely helpful. Now, now uh, you seem to have embraced a um, an attitude of acceptance of where you are, wherever you happen to be. Are you okay? You look a little. No, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm hitting my salad limit. Yeah, but I can't. As you know, stop eating it. Right. I don't know where the next salad's coming from, Bob. Is it just salads that you're... 
With salads and ice creams and pies and okay. burgers and so not just salads nuts and insects and anything I can get my chubby little hands on. But you, what what I think is fascinating is you are not again shooting on yourself. You're not abusing yourself, saying, "Oh, Sandy, why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing something else." You're saying, "This is where I am right now. I'm in a place of indulgence. Mm-hmm. I will indulge." That's right. I'm indulging in my indulgence. Mm-hmm. Whereas you seem to be punishing yourself, Bob. Very much so. Very much so. Have you figured out why you punish yourself so? Uh, I, well, I have, I've, I've, I've come to a, a couple of conclusions. Um, uh, I don't like myself, and it's my parents' fault. But those, <clears throat> those are just, you know, I'm, I'm getting to those in a very crass way. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that, you know, that's all my extensive therapies have led me to those. Well, you've talked about it a lot in group, and I think it's very clear after we kept telling you that you don't like yourself and you hate your parents, mm-hmm. that that might be the root of your problem. But I feel like I could go deeper. You feel like you could go deeper? I do. I do. Sandy, I'm, I'm going to just break from, from uh, the train of thought that I was on. You look so regal and so relaxed right now. Would you mind if I tried to indulge as well? Yeah, come on, come on. And Why don't go we for just, it. folks, if you're at home and you're eating, just just join us. Indulge. We're in going it. to be ourselves consuming. Right. Well, I know, for example, that a guy like me, if I were listening to a podcast, I would love to hear people eating. I'd love to hear people slurping it out. That was coffee. And this is my salad. Huh? Mm, okay. Now I, I'm gonna. I feel like we're having sort of a nonverbal conversation. Can you say that again, salad-wise? Oh. That sounds like some warm coffee. You know what I do now. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. You got yourself some Melba toast there, don't mm-hmm. you? I've been, I've been keeping this Melba toast on my back molar. You save it for a later date. I put a baby. I left my baby outside. You know that I've had a baby. Now that we both luxuriated in our chosen Mm-hmm. I have to say it's challenging because I still feel disgusted with myself. I, I was sipping coffee, and then I had that Melba toast, and now this is, um, it's not even butterscotch pudding. This is butterscotch sauce. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels and good, though, though. It does feel good not to beat myself up, but there's a part of myself that's saying, this can't be good for me. Bye. You need to treat your insides like a beautiful ice cream sundae. Okay. All right. Yes. And so what is that ice cream sundae need more than anything else? Bananas. Uh, I was going to say butterscotch syrup. Oh, okay. Because you just had some butterscotch syrup, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and usually when I get a sundae, mm-hmm. I just get the chocolate fudge. But you're saying, hey, if, if you got, if you got uh, butterscotch syrup. Then- Why don't you use it? That's how it is today. Or if you're making yourself a peanut butter sandwich, mm-hmm. what are you going to put on besides a peanut Banana. butter? I was going to say jelly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I get it now. I get it. Uh, give me another one. I can do it. If you were going to flambe Bananas. Some, okay. 
You know what? I am really craving a banana right now. I just realized that. I would love to have some banana Laffy Taffy. I love, you know, Bob, you know, I really, when you said earlier about me luxuriating in a royal manner, I really take that to heart. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm sitting right here. You do. In this you look like, bowl. you look I'm like a little king of my salad. Some sort of, sort, sort of ancient warrior, like, like, like a, like a job of the hut, like a, mm-hmm. a, a regal ruler. Well, when I'm trying to imagine the man I want to be, I picture that my tongue is made of banana Laffy Taffy. Mm-hmm. And then I can eat my own tongue. And talk myself through the whole process once I'm in my own body. Okay, I spaced out there for just a second. How does that help you? That, and what issues? I understand the part pretending you have an edible banana tongue. But how? Once I swallow my own tongue, I'm in my body, and I can tell my body what it needs to. It's about communicating with yourself. Exactly. Okay, I understand. Yes. Well, I can finally communicate with myself when I've eaten my own tongue. Okay, I understand that. Now, Bob, sometimes I wonder if you really understand what I'm saying, or if you just know that you're not quite comprehending most things, and so you just let it go. Mm-hmm. Well, I have found that if I just nod and make that sound, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. usually it increases the amount of time I'm allowed to stand near people. Wow. That's- so, so whether I do or do not fully understand what's ha- what's happening, do I fully comprehend it? I don't know if that issue is. As- as important to me as it is being close to another human being and having some contact. And how are you doing? Are people letting themselves be near you? They are not. Well, I'll be near you all day, Bob. Well, that listen, Sandy. Nothing would make make me happier. Now, what is going on? You're 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 visiting. What is your what is your daily life like in San Diego oh, at Bob, this point? At this point, my days are filled with dreams. Wow. Uh, oh, Bob. Every day is like a dream. Wow. Mainly because I sleep till about four in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and so I just you know really do the heavy daydreaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. because people talk about daydreaming all the time, but they don't mean it literally. You are you yes, you are very committed to this. You 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 specifically say people need to spend more time daydreaming, and that to 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 make that happen, they need to for, as soon as you wake up in the morning, go drink right, some cough syrup and go back to sleep. Go right back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And go right back and get into those dreams and find out who you really are. Let your body tell you who you really are. Now, what is your body telling you that you really are in these dreams? That I'm the sleep king. Oh. I'm the king of sleep. Interesting. And in my daydreams, I rule with an iron fist. Okay, now if you are the king of sleep, mm-hmm. do I need to, am I an indentured servant if I take a nap during the day? How does this work? Uh, you know, only if you decide to enter my sleep realm, which, Bob, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think you can handle. You know what? You're probably right. And But the one thing that I always want to eat in my dreams, bananas. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now. I wake up at about four in the afternoon. Yes. And I'm famished. Oh. Well, you've been doing a lot of. Takes a lot of energy to to eat in your imagination. Well, when I I don't know about you, Bob, but when I wake up, I have the sweats of a toddler. Mm-hmm. I've been burning calories, tussling and rustling right around in my sheets. I lose about eighteen pounds of water weight every night. Are you a sweater, Bob? A uh, massive sweater, massive sweater. In fact, uh, one doctor said I don't have pores so much as I have sweat spigots. That's right, but you know what? You're watering your body. 
I had not thought about it. Now, I've, it's always been described to me as depleting my body of essential moistures, but you're saying I'm watering it's, my body. You got it just like a beautiful field of grass. Uh-huh. You got to be able to water the grass if it's going to grow. Right. Now, why do I feel so dried out and tired in the morning, though, if I've been sweating? If You would think that... Maybe your skin is made of astroturf. That is something I had never considered. Do you know? Have you ever been tested for astroderm? No. Well, Sandy, I thought uh, we could have a little bit of fun. I, I'm going to. I'm on a spiritual experiences quote generator. I'm going to read out you some quotes. Wow! And I want you to, because you're not afraid to to challenge some of the uh, uh, popular conceptions within the New Age community. No way, Jose. You're, you feel completely comfortable challenging these things. Some you agree with, some you don't. So I'm going to just throw these out here. This is by, wow. Is that right if I eat some salad while we're talking? Oh, is that a brand new? Wow, you got another new salad. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So you don't want any dressing? That just looks like just several bundles of kale. Mm-hmm. That looks very dry. It's an incredibly dry, incredibly sandy kale. Mm, that makes quite a bit of sense. Okay, first quote. I just want to hear your thoughts. Realize deeply that the present moment is all you ever have. Make the now the primary focus of your life. And this, of course, is a quote by Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> it's great to hear. It's like it's like an old family friend. Are you are you friends now? This is somebody I, I've I've admired for many years. Are you friends with Eckhart Tolle? Do you I, know him personally? I am. Fr- I am part of an Aaron Eckhart fan club. Oh. So close to an Eckhart Tolle. I love his work. Did Both. you say Aaron Eckhart? Yeah. No, I'm talking about Eckhart Tolle. Yes. The, the spiritual leader. You're talking about Aaron Eckhart, the actor. The actor. Who's a wonderful actor with a wonderful chin. Okay, and yes. And a jawline. Mm-hmm. With a great physique. His lower face, all of his lower face is really dynamite. I aspire for my body to take on the great constitution of his jaw and chin. Okay. I understand. Now, is there a direct connection besides mm-hmm. the vague, rhymy element between Eckhart Tolle and Aaron Eckhart? Yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, there is a great they're they're compatriots. But I did not know they, that. They are they are of one mind. The two of them. Did you know that? I did not know that. They no. are the same person <gasps> embodied in two physical differentials. Well, that in a way makes sense because you have these dualities, these yin and yangs working, and you have uh, Aaron Eckhart, who's a tall, handsome, virile man, and you have Eckhart Tolle, who who looks like a, a, a sickly, like a Muppet that was left out in the sun, like a sun-dried Muppet. Exactly. And, yeah. And I must say, for somebody who's, who's, who's taking the spiritual world by storm, Eckhart Tolle looks like he could kill himself at any second. And I think that that's, there's something extra powerful about that. That's right. Because his physical prowess has been given to Aaron Eckhart. So is that, I did, wow. So Eckhart I'm Tolle so is, Aaron Eckhart is the portrait of Dorian Gray mm-hmm. for Eckhart Tolle and vice versa, spiritually speaking. That makes so much sense. So so you would say that Eckhart Tolle is, is, is spiritually healthy, physically ugly. Mm-hmm. Aaron Eckhart, physically beautiful, spiritually unhealthy. I, I can't speak to anything except what I can say. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I'm always political when it comes to the Eckharts. Next quote. Well, this is a good one. Past and future are in the mind only. I am now. This, of course, is by Niskaradadada Maharaja. Now, the great Eastern Eastern philosophies. 
How do you feel about the concept of now? The concept of now is when you spell it backwards, it is one. It means that you've won this present. Okay. Oh, you've won the present of presents. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, I read that on a on a Snapple once. And I and I've held strong to it ever since. And that's why I've been addicted to drinking peach Snapple for the last twelve years. That's right. And that's why you have that severe diabetes and uh kidney stones. I have type twelve diabetes. Oh no. Which in the medical profession commonly known as double diabetes. Double diabetes. Wow. I don't know. And, and because of that, Ice-T, you've got quite a few kidney stones. In fact, I, you, you've made that into a positive. Yeah. You, you make worry beads mm, out of your right. expelled kidney stones. That's right. It's my. It's a rosary bead that mm-hmm. comes from all of the trauma that my body feels. I then get to hold and twirl to bring mm-hmm. me great peace internally. Now, I must say that to maintain this, because this is a small business that you have, uh-huh. you have to constantly... Consume this peach tea. Not only that, but you have to produce these these uh, uh, kidney stones, and you have to expel them. That's got to be very painful. What I've done is I have a couple of tongue depressors, and I've entered them straight into my urethra. Okay. So I now just have what seems to be. So they a, just tumble right out. It's not like even a, a gumball machine. Okay, that's right. So that's why your penis is always leaking urine, like a like a. Um, yeah. Like the gutter and, of a building or yeah, something. It's just you. always just a little just bit. Just a little trickle. Mm-hmm. And thank you for bringing me a bucket. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's in your writer. What I have also done is I now use some of that urine as sort of a vinaigrette for my salads. It's all about the natural cycles of life, isn't it? I do. I think so. I think so. And, you know, we are... We are um, and, uh, are the, are we, we, we cannot get sick from our own urine, so exactly. there's nothing untoward about what you're doing. We are astronauts, Bob. I don't understand. Are you astronauts drink their purifying oh, urine. Okay, that's I understand. But they have to so purify because spir- they're in space, and there's so many different bacteria up there. But here on Earth, we don't need to clean our own urine for us to be able to consume it once anew. Okay. And what we do is I take the urine, I take a little bit of the urine, I make that into a vinegar, and then I take the natural oils that are condensing on all parts of my body, and I turn that into an olive oil, and I make myself a delicious vinaigrette for my oily skin and drippy urine sack. So vinegar urine, is that is that something that takes... What, what, but do you just let the urine ferment and it becomes vinegar? How do you do it? You... I try to keep mason jars all over my room. Well, of course, yes, I do that too. And I fill them with urine and I cover them up mm-hmm. and I let them ferment upon themselves. And what I'll do is sometimes I'll take a, a loose piece of skin and I'll put it straight in that urine and it'll act like the mother. Oh, so you get kind of your own sort of like sandy brine in there. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And that's how you make urine vinegar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I think I hurt myself agreeing with you. There. Okay, well, we'll let you take care of your throat. We will come right back after this quick break. Thank you very much. Welcome back. We are back with Sandy, no last name, uh, of course, the author of The San Diego Diet, San Diego Mindset, and uh, Unashamed Salad Addict currently. I have been eating... So much salad, and what I'll do is I'll put burgers and fries in the salad, mm-hmm. and I'll put apple pies in the salad. I, I Folks, again, I got to say, Sandy came here with, with at least two, there could be more, of the biggest salad bowls I've ever seen. And I, the only word I can describe, the only way I can describe it is that you've pounded. You've pounded two salads since we've 
we've started this. Mm -hmm. I see a third there, and there are indeed, it's, let me put it this way. There are full giant hamburgers in there that look like croutons. It, well, what I've done is I've taken a number of hamburgers and then I've breaded them and put them throughout the salad. So it's like a huge amount of croutons. Yes. Yeah, I'm just just for perspective, this... Yes, Bob. What I, what I am trying to say to you right now is that the hamburgers are a ratio size that to make it look as though it were a crouton. That is a fair ratio. Sandy, I hope you're not upset. I was just simply trying to put things into perspective for my audience. I hope there's no... You said you're okay with the shame element and you're embracing this. I didn't mean to... I'm okay with the shame element as long as I'm not feeling judgment from others. Oh, I am so sorry. If I made a judgment face... You know what, Sandy? This this leads me to my next thing. I'm dealing with some difficult issues, and, and perhaps that affected my facial gestures, and they misdirected towards you because I have nothing but respect for you. What's I, going on with you, Bob Rooney? Well, before I tell you the story, I wanted to introduce a new, um, a new, perhaps game, a new thing we can do here on Affirmation Nation. I thought it'd be fun to, to play a game called Teachable Moments. Now, what it is, is I'm going to tell you a story mm -hmm. um, about my life, and whenever you... Uh, focus on something that could be a teachable moment, you would say teachable moment, and I either have to expand on that mm -hmm. or you can expand on it and extrapolate a life lesson, like a, like a you know, uh, a, a penny saved is a penny earned. Or... Bob, I got to be honest with you. I can't wait to get started. Okay, here we go. Now, here's, here's my um, story. The reason that you may have seen me look, uh, show you something that looked like a, a disapproving face is that I am very stressed out. <sighs> I went to the free clinic uh -huh. earlier this week, uh -huh. and it turns out that I have stage four hypochondria. Oh, this is devastating news to me. This is something that I did not think I would have to deal with. <sighs> so Monday morning, I go to get the results of my hypochondria test. They cannot give you these results over the phone. So I took a number of buses to this free clinic. The doctor there was a young Asian man, Asian American man, very fit, very uh, um, forceful, very energetic. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. That, that wasn't supposed to be a teachable moment, was it? No. Or you were just commenting? Okay. okay. I'm just congratulating you on having another doctor for the race. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You cannot have too many doctors. Well, anyway, this, this young man, uh, uh, I, I've been there a lot. I've been there quite a few times. He, um, he, told, he kept telling me, Mr. Duker, there's nothing wrong with you. We have real people here who have real problems. Believe you me, I thought about standing up for myself right then and there. The opportunity didn't feel right, so right. I just kept hanging around. Sure. What I ended up doing is following him out to his car. Mm -hmm. And I guess he was so distraught about having to give me this diagnosis that uh -huh. he kept it from himself because in a fit of a fit of uh, outwardly, which seemed like rage, he just said, you know what? You're not sick at all. You have stage four hypochondria. Oh. And that's when I knew. That's when you finally got the diagnosis. That's right. Teachable moment. The teachable moment is always be on the lookout for bad news. Ah, I think that's right on, Bob. Right? I think that's right because you on can't. You have to. You have to prepare for the worst to get and expect, it. Yeah, to get it exactly. You have to prepare for the worst <laughs> to get the worst. Absolutely. Now let's try what. Bob, did you burp? I, I, I repeated a little bit. Yes, I, bur I burped a little bit. 
Bob, a burp is your body's way of giving you an applause break. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. You've updated that quote because you used to say that a burp is a smart fart that took the elevator. Well, Bob, I've proven it over the last couple of years of research that farts don't exist. It's just a mindset? It's a booty burp. I call it a booty burp now. A booty burp. That's fascinating. Now, uh, but, uh, yeah, because really what a fart is is a burp taking the escalator down and out of the building. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, you see, that makes perfect sense to me. Now, I'd like to try a teachable moment with you. Yeah. Why don't you tell me a story yeah. about uh, um, ooh, a loss that you've experienced? Okay. Well, it's going to be difficult for me, Bob. Teachable moment. Uh, I guess the teachable moment is that uh, it's difficult when you lose things. Okay. Keep going with your story. Yes, go. About six years ago. I became a very proud father to a beautiful baby boy. And I went to the hospital to see the woman who had given birth to my son. Teachable moment. I had had thought I had paid a woman to be the surrogate to a child, and it just turns out I had been stalking somebody. Wow. All the money and interactions were all imaginary. It was all coming from your end. Yeah. Yeah. So, in a sense, you 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 two live separate realities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't. I had just been fascinated with a pregnant woman who I watched uh, get frozen yogurt at night, and I somehow imagined that it was my child that she was carrying to term. And when I arrived at the movie theater where I think that she would end up giving birth, I wasn't allowed in because I didn't buy a ticket. Now you thought that she might have. Give birth in a movie theater. Yeah. Why did you think that? I had just created that. It turns out I had created that entire reality that inside of the movie theater was mm-hmm. a hospital room mm-hmm. where you could watch a movie and create life. Well, you know, with the, 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 how uh, fancy as the malls are these days, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up having a movie theater that has... A nursery, yeah. a hospital room. I would, you know, because I just assumed that what, instead of an epidural, you could eat as many milk duds as you want, and then it's smooth sailing, mister. Absolutely. Now, to back up, you said so much of this took place in your imagination. Mm-hmm. Do you think this woman was really pregnant? Mm, yeah, I don't think she was looking back. You don't think she was? No. She just she just didn't wear tight-fitting clothing. Right. Right. And so I put it together that I was a... That she needed a little bit of room to... Well, at one point I did sneak just a smidge of my semen into her frozen yogurt. And I assumed if she consumed it, that it would make her body pregnant. I have to say it. Teachable moment. Teachable moment. Teachable moment. Uh, The lesson I learned from that is do not put your seed into someone else's food when they don't want it there. Hmm. That was the lesson I learned that day. Now, did you get caught putting your semen into her yogurt? I got excited seeing the frozen yogurt, and I just ate it all up. I had forgotten that I had put my seed in it. So so really what you got in trouble for was just eating a stranger's yogurt. But to be honest, Bob, it was my yogurt, too. Wow. I don't even have to say a teachable moment because you just did it. I did. More like eatable moment. Oh, Sandy, that is so funny. Now, Bob, I've never heard you laugh before. Um, I, 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 I'm unable to physically laugh. Mm-hmm. What you'll see is I can laugh. I, I if, because it, it, the muscles in my face that are activated when I laugh 
are also the same muscles that activate uh, my amygdala, which is the rage and attack center of my brain. So I have to laugh without moving my face. That's why if you tell me a joke, I'll just ha, 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 ha. I can't move my face. Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. So it can become fried and delicious. <laughs> See, now that is all without moving my... It's very impressive that you have control with your body. Yes. Just my face is one of the only things. In fact, if I'm, if I'm going to go to a comedy show or something like that, mm-hmm. I'll take Botox just to relax my face. Of course, you need to. Now, Bob, do you, need, do you know any jokes? Um, yes. Uh, um, how many uh, seekers does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? None. Seekers don't mind being in the dark. Wow. Yeah. Funny and enlightening. Yeah. But the opposite. Mm-hmm. When I think about an enlightening joke, I love to think about lightning. Hmm. Now, is that anything beyond simple word association, or is there a deeper? It's similar to the Aaron Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle okay. thing. So what it sounds like, Sandy, is that your mind is fluid enough that mm-hmm. you can jump from tangent to tangent, mm-hmm. and then you've got enough vocabulary mm-hmm. to pretend that those make sense. That's exactly right. That is fascinating. The sixth sense. Mm-hmm. It's an example. Right. See, that now that makes me think of Bruce Willis. Am I doing it right? You're doing it perfect. And Willis Reed. Willis Reed? Okay, mm-hmm. let's keep going with this. Reed, uh, uh, Rex Reed, film critic. Yeah, Tyrannosaurus Rex, my brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, in-law, law. Law, uh, 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 um, L- Lucy, Lucy Lawless. Yeah, that's right. Zena. That's right, Bob. Right. Xenophobe. So, okay, I know we're learning something, but it's still not clear to me what it is that we're learning. Australians are the enemy. Okay, no, that's good. There you go. Again, I don't even have to say a teachable moment. I have a number of phobias that are plaguing me, Bob. Do you? I'd love for you to share them. I have a phobia of foam. Phobia? Phobia. Wow. Now that must make it difficult because you sleep so much. It does. That's why I sleep on a, a bay, a hail bay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have a phobia. Phobia? Mm-hmm. Oh, that might, must make it difficult because you sleep so much. I, it makes it very difficult because I love to sleep standing up. But I'm stuck in a foam room. You're stuck in a foam room. Yeah, it's a prison of my own making. Now, you literally, that is not a metaphor. You 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 have a room in your house that is like a rubber room, mm-hmm. and you wear a, a straitjacket, mm-hmm. and you, you sleep standing up. Now, is that, that's because of uh, uh, some, what, uh, um, trying to overcome a period in your life where you were institutionalized? Well, yes. If I sleep lying down, then all my blood will go to the back half of my body. Hmm. And so the front of my brain isn't getting its blood. So I need to sleep standing up because I believe the blood needs to be in the legs. Be in the legs. That's because you 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 believe in something called uh brain brain freak. Brain 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 freak. Brain freak. Brain freak. Yeah, it's a brain. fried brain. <laughs> it's like a steak with fries. Okay. I think you're fantasizing about food again. Brain feet. Brain feet. Bra- brain feet. Brain freak. Brain freak? Not yeah, feet. Like a steak freak, but it's your brain. Okay. And the toes are fries. Okay, Sandy, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think you might be suffering from food dementia. 
It's, is it possible that you've consumed so much salad and, 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 and masticated so much that you're, you're hallucinating or fantasizing? I'm just blown away that I'm able to talk to an apple pie. Okay, I see what's happening now. Now, uh, uh, it's, it's, it looks like you've got a, a kind of cartoonish condition where when you're looking out and you're seeing me as food. Now, and if I move around like this, does it look like an apple pie dancing? Oh, okay. You've got a real fork. Just eating Sandy. Give me a slice of you. Sandy, just Give me hold a on. a slice of you. Wow, your, your grip is too strong, Sandy. I have the power of Satan. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, God. Sandy, please. Bob, give me a slide to you. It's not Bob. I mean, it's not a... Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Oh, he's eating my flesh. Oh, it's a good thing he's just got a scab. Bob, what what happened? Why are you bleeding? You you tried to take a slice out of me. What? You thought I was a giant pie. I thought I was sleeping and you were a giant pie. Oh, no. It seems you've crossed the realm from from the dream realm into the physical world. Oh, no. Did I daydream again? I think you did. Oh, no. Sandy, I think you better go home and see if you have a a broken dream catcher because your your consciousness doesn't seem to be able to keep Uh the two worlds separate. Uh Uh-huh. So what you have, what you're becoming is a spirit. You're starting to oh, 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 Sandy, please. Oh, please. You taste like rhubarb. Well, that's all the time we have today. I, I, I'm going to think. Ah, Sandy, please, please. What, Bob? <sighs> Are you an apple, Bob? Uh, I'm going to read something spiritual into this. Just as Christ's flesh was eaten to renew others, I'm going to assume that Sandy has some sort of master plan as to why he's consuming my flesh. Ow! 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 Wow. I feel American as anything, having eaten a little slice of apple pie. Was that? Oh, Bob. Bob, what? Wait, 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 wait. Are you breathing, buddy? All right, I'm going to puke it up, stuff it back in you. <laughs> Just stuff it right back in. Luckily, I don't chew too much, so the organs should be fine, and we'll put it back in there. Where am I? Where am I? Sandy? What what happened? You You scooped a little of your body out and offered it to me like a piece of pie. No, did I do that again? I am so sorry. It's okay, Bob. We're still friends. We are, and you know what? I didn't shoot on myself just then. No, you didn't. Sandy, this has been fantastic. I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show. And um, I look forward to hearing more about your exciting life another time. I look forward to it, too, and eating you like a pie. What? Bye, ma'am. Hey, Bob. Um, yes, sir, It's Mitchell. come to our attention that you are arriving uh, to the offices via the bus, mm-hmm. but are demanding a valet ticket when you get here. Oh, yeah. Those valet guys are fantastic. Well, they, they are really great. accommodated me well. Okay. But, Bob, see, they don't need to give you a ticket because you're not arriving in a car. The tickets are for well, people with cars. I would suggest I'd like to think of the bus as my car nope. that I share rides with friends. Nope. The bus belongs to the city. And you're not parking it here, so you and don't I'm a need a ticket. So, sort of, the bus is owned by me. The more important issue here, Mitchell, is that I feel like one of the uh, um, 
I feel like I've arrived. I feel like my status is such that I have deserved valet service. Nope, but you don't have anything to valet. You understand? But why should that stop me? Nope, because the ticket needs to correspond to a car. Isn't that isn't that a reflection of a negative attitude? How so? If I don't respect myself enough, Bob, that's on to, you. To say, let sure, the guys and I'm do taking their responsibility work. for it. But giving you a ticket, Bob, they, it throws their their count off. Because they're not, the ticket is split in half, sure. one half in the car, one half with the, with the car owner, uh-huh. okay? Right. And then those two things are brought back together. Yeah. You don't have a car, so giving you a ticket doesn't make sense. Okay, let me explain it from my perspective. Ugh. I like being dealt with by valets. And the simple fact that I don't or I'm not allowed to operate a car myself ba- Bob, shouldn't stop me. Bob, the valets can't give you an ego stroke. Okay, it's not about what? status. It's a ju- it's about them valets doing- are all about status and ego strokes. Then drive a car here. I am not allowed to do that. Then you can't. I would talk love to the you valets. to talk to the then government of California, to the, to the Department of Motor Bob, Vehicles, unless and if you, you can pull those strings, car, I would be more than happy to, the to drive here no, until Bob, they start making the roads out of Nerf. I cannot drive, Bob. The roads out of Nerf. That is, I've been told that's the only way I'll ever get another driver's license. By whom? By a very rude woman at the Department of Motor And it was her conjecture that unless the roads were made of Nerf. She said, look, buddy, the only way you're ever going to get another driver's license is if the roads are made out of Nerf. Got it. Before I could ask her about where we were in terms of that technology, Mm -hmm. she slapped me hard in the face. Okay. That happens to you a lot, Bob. Almost every week you have a story about somebody getting exasperated and slapping you. Well, you know, I, I... all I noticed is the slapping part. I can't speak to their exasperation. All I'm doing is expressing myself. Uh, ow! Stay away from the valets, Bob. Okay. I feel like we've got a gateway for discussion here. We've just made a major breakthrough. Great. Okay. Like- I'll only do the valets every other time that I come here. No, no times, Bob. No times. Every third time. <laughs> no. Nope. Every no, third time. No, Bob. No. No times. Again, no times. Good show. What if you gave me a piggyback ride? Who? You. No. Nope, Bob. Don't get off of me, Bob. What are you doing? I'm trying. I have work to. Bob, no. Bob, no. Yeah. Bob, no. Get off uh, of me, Bob. What are you doing? Uh, uh, I deserve this. You do not deserve I've earned this. this. Bob, no. I have earned this. Bob, no. You know. <laughs> This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead.